Welcome back to Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Carrie Miller is located here in the Cincinnati office, and today we're going to answer some of the questions that we've gotten from you, our listeners, and a couple of others that were commonly asked by job seekers. So welcome back, Carrie. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you. So for anyone that didn't catch you on our last podcast, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and what you do here at Orion? Yeah, so I am a former Navy CB, um, enlisted construction battalion uh, member, and I've been at, I've been recruiting for Orion for over five years now, and just moved to the uh, Cincinnati office from the Virginia Beach office. But I deal with enlisted technicians and lead and enlisted leaders coming out of the military. Awesome. Well, it's great to have you again. And I know today's topic, like you mentioned, you're a recruiter. So this is something that I know you could talk for hours and hours about the things that you get asked when you first call somebody, whether it's somebody who's transitioning straight off of active duty or maybe looking for a career change. There's always kind of some of these frequently asked questions that you get. So I want to go through some of them with you and um, kind of get some answers for you so that anyone that hasn't had the opportunity yet to talk to a recruiter or maybe they haven't even transitioned yet and they're just trying to prepare, it'll help them with that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so one that we get asked a lot is about Orion services. So are Orion services free? And if so, who's responsible for paying for it? Yes, we are We are absolutely free. We are actually pay, We are considered uh, military third-party recruiter so companies come to us and they lay out what they need and then we find the military members are most of the time we actually already have them um, and we you know we are paid by the companies to be recruiters for them because they cannot find their recruiters on the on their own um, all of our services are free to the veterans we do everything you know everything possible we can to from helping them, you know, fix up their resume to setting up the interviews to, you know, you know, get getting the offer. Sometimes it's great to give a veteran an offer. So, mm-hmm. and like you said, the companies are covering all of that, and so it really allows us to give the veterans a service, whether it's any of those things that you mentioned. But I know those are also available to spouses of military members too. So, and it's free for them as well. So the sole responsibility of the cost is being taken on by the companies that want to hire these veterans. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Now another one, because we do have such a high volume of traffic to our website, and that's where a lot of candidates will kind of start their transition and get in touch with us that way. And one of the ways they can do that is by registering on the website. Now I know a lot of job seekers are super excited to get the process going and so they're wondering after I register on the website, now what? What happens? Yeah, so it's once you register on the red, uh, website, a recruiter will see, you know, it'll pop up in in our system immediately. If you're available, you know, within the night within 90 days and we have a career that looks like it'll match, you know, your location, your salary and your skill set, we will definitely give you a call right away. Sometimes, you know, we like when the veterans sign up on the website early like a year two three years even out that way you can get our newsletters and you put more prepared because 90 days definitely is not enough time to prepare for a Mm -hmm. civilian career after you know after being in the military for a long period of time but yeah so um and and the bit the thing is i i feel like we're not salesmen we're not going to call you over and over again if we don't have any jobs for you to get your hopes up we're you know pretty much we're recruiters 
we are we're we are going to call you if it's a job that fits your background mm-hmm. and your salary requirement so if you don't hear anything from us maybe it's be- because you know we don't have anything in the town that you want to live in you know but and if you do and the good thing is if you do apply long way out like a year out we will we'll call you and go over our process and let you know you know what to expect from us you know throughout the days and we, we will email you you will get um you know updates from us too so that's the main thing you know once once you hit our register once you register on our website you need to um, check your email often check your voicemails make sure you have a voicemail a lot of companies dropped off voicemail and candidates are having to reset them mm-hmm. so that that you know those are the two main things to make sure once you register you're checking your uh, voicemail you're checking your email um, and we if we have something for you we'll give you a call yeah and i think when the one thing you mentioned about registering early is super important because with the newsletters you're constantly going to see what are some of the career opportunities that we have who are the companies that we're currently working with and what kind of candidates do they want to hire so you're really being exposed to that very early on and you might identify some companies very early on out before you transition that you know that you'd like to work for and that seem like a good match yeah yeah absolutely and that's what you'll be able to see a trend of what you know what we're really what we're really looking for and success stories too we always put those in the newsletters yeah, those are great. Those are something that we like to include really all over our website just because it shows candidates, um, you know, here's what we have to offer you. So don't be afraid to reach out to us and it's, look at all the opportunities that you have because I know it can definitely be intimidating it is, for sure. Yeah, it, it is scary and we sound like salesmen. We almost, whenever I found out about Orion when I was a young sailor, it almost sounded too good to be true because it's mm-hmm. free. And yeah. then you know you hear and my greatest success is getting veterans jobs that got out and became underemployed i mean i find you know great leaders making 10 11 dollars an hour and then moving them up into the 60k range is a, it, that's the most amazing thing to me mm-hmm. um, and that's what you know that's that's why you know recruiter to me that's why the recruiter uh, part of it works with because when you submit a resume, it's blind going into the internet. Exactly, and I think something you said that's totally true is, is it too good to be true? Because that's what I was kind of talking about doing this podcast with one of the other recruiters in the office. He mentioned that people are sometimes a little bit skeptical, especially if they didn't register first, and then you just go ahead and call them. Their first question is, well, first of all, how'd you find me? And second, <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> exactly, and that, that's the only thing we want is your resume. Exactly. No, no, no uh, private information, you know, nothing like that. We don't wanna see your DD-214. You know, we just want we just wanna see your skills. We just wanna see your resume and we'll even help you with it too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, so another one, especially for members of the military that are just transitioning out, they have no idea what they want to do, right? Especially if they register with Orion, they're looking at all these opportunities, and they think, well, there's so much out there for me, so I don't even know where to start. So what would you say to that candidate? Absolutely. That's what I I like, the ones that, like, I have no idea what I want to do. You know, I can tell you, I like to talk about all the different industries we have, um, and, but first of all, you know, you want to start by just 
taking a you know word document and or an email and just putting all your skill set everything on there to start building a resume so first of all that's you know that's kind of the main thing you need to get a resume so so you know what you want to do and you know and kind of like highlight the things you liked you know hey i really like turning wrenches or hey you know i really liked learning new things i want to learn about the plcs you know and different things and you know advancements and um and and talk to a recruiter and tell them don't you know don't don't just say you know don't just take every job that they give you and say oh yeah i'll interview oh yeah i'll interview which which is good sometimes but you really want to know what what you want talk to your family you know there's three things with job search location type of job and salary you have to determine which is the number one with you is it money uh, hey, I'll go anywhere for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Is it location? Hey, I've spent 20 years, seven years, 18 years away from my family. I really want to live in Ohio within an hour of my, my parents, you know, or is it job set? I want a job where I go to work every day and I'm, and I, you know, I'm working on medical equipment that cures cancer for kids, you know, mm-hmm. like that's, yeah, you know, I've guys that like, Hey, I want to work. I want to work on medical equipment. I don't want to be a nurse. I don't want to be that, but I want to, you know, provide for our future with that. Yeah. One thing that you said that was interesting to me. Um, so if you're a job seeker listening to this, we did a podcast. It's actually the second one, um, preparing for the interview process. And when we talk about you know, not knowing really where to start. And Carrie, you mentioned talking about, um, you know, if you just sit down and think, what did I enjoy doing in the military? And of course, not all of those things are going to be translatable into the civilian world. However, you can probably find some things that would align and that'll help you. And um, something that Brian Henry, who we interviewed in that podcast talked about was just researching yourself. Just, it sounds kind of, you know, funny to think about why would I need to research myself? I already know about myself, but It really does help because a lot of the times it, it just, you have to really think about it in a step-by-step. First, I have to research myself, my background, what did I like doing before you can really move on to the next step. Right. And absolutely. I was a CB. I was construction. I loved construction when I was in the Navy, but what I loved more than that was talking to people and finding out what they wanted to do when they got out of the military. And that's pretty much what led me this to this career, mm-hmm. you know, and like, like I said, I have guys that say, hey, electromechanical, that's my bread and butter. I love to do it. I love to troubleshoot, you know, and, and that, that's what you need to find, your, you know, your passion. It, it, work is work. I understand, you know, you're not going to enjoy every aspect of the job. Mm-hmm. I was in the Navy for a long time. I loved most of it, but there's always, you know, there's always the things that you don't like about it. But right. I, but that's, that's the thing. You just need to you know, research, research, and really figure figure out what what is the best for you and your family if you have one that mm-hmm. you're you're dragging along with you. Exactly, I know that plays into it a lot of times. Um, I was talking to another one of our recruiters. Like, what is um, you know one of the biggest determining factors for a candidate when they're thinking about a job? And I'm thinking, you know, salary, location. But he's like, well, I guess it usually comes down to whether or not their spouse wants to go or if their spouse is on board. So I think that definitely is a huge piece to it if you do have that family component. So a lot of times with the retirees, the family members have followed them around for 20, you know, plus years. So now it's their time to live and, um, back home where, where they came from. So that's, you know, that's always, that's one of the main things I have had. I've had 
talk to spouses too about certain jobs and about stuff. The husbands have been like, I really want this job, but my spouse is concerned about this. So, you know, talk, talking to them, getting the recruiter, getting the wife involved with the recruiter is, and or the husband involved is always something that's a possibility too. Exactly. Now, I know that this can flex a lot of times depending on, um, you know, what companies have certain hiring needs and um, what have you. But one of the questions that we're asked a lot is, um, well, what kind of positions are going to be available to me through Orion and what types of companies do you work with? Okay. Yeah. So it, I mean, it does change a little bit. Our jobs do change every day. We have everything from, um, operators like operating huge manufacturing equipment to maintenance mechanics to electrical electricians um field service is a thing we almost always have um we need they need the there is just a huge shortage of field service workers that are willing to go in and work on equipment and leave the next day and go on and work on another piece of equipment um supervise we have supervisor jobs manager jobs they want to take that military leadership and you know, bring it to their company. We uh, we've worked with a lot of companies that really want to do that. RDAW is one that um, a lot of times you go into um, an RDAW facility, which is um, a glass factory, bottle factory, and the maintenance manager, the uh, maintenance planner, and the maintenance supervisor are all prior military. Mm-hmm. You know, with a with a with a technical background. You know, and that you know that's that's pretty much it. Our Jobs do change every day with we sometimes we get IT stuff and it's not, you know, really, really not very often. But the majority of our staple jobs are electrical, mechanical, electronic, and leadership. And then we work with Siemens, Honeywell, uh, Coke Industries, um, JBS, you know, just any every type of manufacturing company you can think of. And um field service, the United States is really starting to make a lot more things here. Factories are booming and um, that that's where the jobs are. Mm-hmm. And we're talking a lot about Midwest companies because of course we're both in our Cincinnati office, but we work with lots of other companies like SpaceX, like really exciting companies like that out on um, the West Coast and even um, semiconductor companies like Intel and um, you know big companies like that. So I think we just have a variety of industries and companies that we work with it kind of just depends sometimes too on what region you're focused on oh yeah the automotive is 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 a lot of fun honda i love working with honda Mm -hmm. spacex is a lot of fun um the global global foundries the semiconductor industry is always really good because a lot of times they if you they will pay reload which is Mm -hmm. always a you know a good opportunity several you know several of those but yeah, um, John Deere, Caterpillar. I mean, yeah, the 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 names. You know, they just go on and on and on of the companies I've worked with. It's funny too, Carrie, because we were talking this morning about how when you go to the doctor's <laughs> office, you're constantly looking around at everything, the paper towel dispenser, yeah. the equipment that they're using. And it's so funny to say we work with all of these companies. It just shows what a reach that we have, not only within the military community, but then also with the companies and the industries that we work with too. Oh, absolutely. I was at the Newport um, Zoo or aquarium, the Newport Aquarium the other day, and all their stuff was Lutron. And I actually just that is funny. I just placed a guy at Lutron, and the, it's it's great. He was um, back home in Illinois, where he's from, and he was making twelve dollars an hour. And I got him an interview with Lutron, and they loved 
Jordan. They absolutely loved him. And now he makes $60,000 a year base at oh, wow. working for Lutron and going in, putting high-end lighting, high-end blinds, and just, you know, project management stuff um, throughout the throughout the state of Illinois. It's amazing. And that's awesome. Yeah, because a lot of the companies that we work with are really big companies. So even if you haven't heard of them before, then you see a Lutron and you hear that they're responsible for all the lighting and like stadiums and huge mm-hmm. buildings, huge landmarks that you would recognize. And it seems it's like, oh, well, that's really cool. That is a place I would want to work. I had no idea they did that. So the education piece on these companies is also big because a lot of times you maybe are even familiar with um, the brand name. Like you mentioned, Honda, everybody knows who Honda is, but maybe you don't know that they're committed to hiring veterans that they've had a partnership with Orion for really ever since we've been in business, but especially has picked up over the past five or six years. And you maybe wouldn't know that. So um, definitely the education piece from the recruiters is going to help a lot when you're making your decision as well. Yeah, and absolutely. And it's not Honda at the dealership selling, working Mm -hmm. on the cars. It's Honda working on the robots that build the, the cars, the cars are, are, you know, put together here in the United States. It's Honda of America. I mean, it's, it's, it's just an amazing factory. They're all over Ohio. Um, almost every corner of Ohio has something to do with a, a Honda vehicle. So. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. So we've talked about this a little bit um, in the last question, but a lot of times candidates want to know what kind of industries that we work with. And, um, you know, we talked about that a little bit just now, but so a lot of times they'll want to know, so what are the best, what are the hottest industries right now? So th- this is something that's really, um, it- it's just really hot. It's a hot topic right now for everybody. Anything skilled tr- with a, for a skilled trade person, anything mechanical, electrical, electronic is hot right now. Medical equipment. I mean, the baby boomers, there's so much medical equipment that needs to be worked on. We're making... Um, the FDA is approving new proton therapies every day and they want to hire someone right out of the military that, you know, can start fresh from the company. One of the companies from the Netherlands, Ardaw, came over here and instead of moving, you know, production of glass bottles over, you know, overseas, they just decided to update all of the factories here. And I can tell you every factory in, in the state, in the United States is hiring mechanical, electrical electronic technicians for this and it's and it's so funny because I mean it's it's sad because a lot of guys six-year guys coming straight out of the military could go to this um could go to a manufacturing facility and the salary the salary ranges in between 70 to 115k which is a you know four to 20 year technician coming straight out of the military and then I talked to the guys that went you know went to college and I looked up the national, you know, the medium income for a college graduate. And they did, they basically took 10 broad degrees ranging from engineers all the way to communications. And the average salary is $50,000 a year for a college graduate. But I can get, I can guarantee you, I have gotten a four year electronics technician, a job at Beckman Coulter making $70,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's, and it's just, and that's what we need. The reason they're paying is because that's what we need. And they recognize the skill sets that are a little bit different than someone who's just graduated from college. I mean, um, you know, I don't have military experience. So just 
between the two of us on the phone, you know, and how our experience kind of led us to the different career paths that we took, you do have coming from the military more of a desired skill set, whether it's the leadership experience, the technical training, and all the different things that you get from the military that you would not have gotten just by a traditional going to college, getting a two-year degree or a four-year degree. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's- and companies definitely recognize that. Yeah, I have companies that will say, hey, we'll take a bachelor's degree in engineering or we'll take a six-year electronics tech from the Navy. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. it, it, it's written right out there. But you, you know, it's it's amazing. And I think and I hope, you know, people realize that when they come out that they have a skill set that is needed in the United mm-hmm. States. And very, very desired by mm-hmm. uh, top employers, the ones that we've mentioned and um more. I mean, we work with nearly 8,000 employers, so you know that it's something that definitely is in demand right now. Yes, absolutely in demand. So one of the questions that kind of ties back to what we were talking about earlier with the whole, how'd you find me? Like maybe being a little bit skeptical. A lot of people want to know what is the difference between a military headhunter and a recruiter? So, I mean, to me, a, a headhunter is basically someone that works for a company and they say, and they go out and they find a specific skill set and they try to basically hunt the guy down and pull him from his current job and move him to another company because they need, they need him. So with us, that, that we are, we are, with recruiters, we are focusing on the unemployed, the underemployed. And the, you know, just, and when I say underemployed, I mean the guys that have been doing, you know, the same job for 50 years or 15 years and the company hasn't, you know, promoted them and stuff like that. So we're focusing on that. We're not going out, you know, getting a guy that's perfectly happy with his job, selling him on another job. We're getting the ones that need the jobs. And um, they are typically headhunters, you know, are basically focused on one job at a time. I can tell you right now, I have 47 jobs open. Mm-hmm. And if if I get a technician on the phone, I probably have something for you. So with a headhunter, they're, they're only going to be focusing on you, you know, for that one, you know, one specific, one specific job. I think another key thing, a differentiator is that the headhunters are usually only involved in the initial, I guess you could call it the finding stage of the hiring process. And beyond that, they don't really have a presence in any additional part of that candidate's employment. Whereas we continue to work with you, we work with the company, and it's to establish the best fit for you and for the company. So, you know, you've mentioned like for instance, Arda, you're not going to go call someone and say, I have this opportunity for you with Arda and this is the only opportunity I have for you. You present them with a variety of options and work with them to find the best one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then we, you know, also follow them through the steps. Like the day, you know, like today I got a guy, he's getting ready to get a offer from Gardner Denver. So I called, I know the offer's coming. So I called him and I said, Hey, you know, Francisco, be prepared. Um, we heard from the company yesterday, they're prepared to make you an offer. And, you know, I want to, I, you know, s- just go through everything with them and help them along the way. Cause it's a huge, huge step, you know? Um, and that's the thing we, we, you know, we do coaching for the interviews beforehand on the phone. You know, we, we help you, you know, with the interview technical interview process. I mean, sometimes you mechanics get so in a rhythm, like, you know, 
they, it's hard for them to explain what they do, you know, mm-hmm. with the technical exactly. interviews. So, yeah, I would say that that does not happen with a headhunter, with a, you know, with a recruiter. We are involved pre-screening the candidates, you know, and, you know, just basically finding a suitable match for for the companies and may, and setting up the interviews and you know a lot of so I, we do have some companies that want us to give the offer the verbal offer so and then once the candidate accepts then they can start the paperwork because it ends up saving them money in the long run um, the company and that and that's that's why a lot of times they agree to paid recruiters because there's a there's a savings amount with not having to do the HR paperwork if you don't know if the candidate's going to take it. But if exactly. it, if an HR person extends an offer, there has to be a paper trail. With mm-hmm. us, with us, we can say, "Hey, they're going to make you an offer. It's going to be this amount." You know, are you, are you happy with that? Are you happy with the location, job, pay? And you know, and we and if they say no, then we go back to the company, and they're like, "Oh, they're not really happy with this," you know. And then then they don't waste the manpower and the pay, you know, on on processing an offer. Yeah, and actually, um, Shane Bishop and I, and Shane's a senior account executive here at Orion, also in the Cincinnati office with Carrie and I, and we, the podcast that we had last week, which was um, the offer stage of the interview, which was what you were just talking about, and um, really like the negotiating, because I know that's something that can be super tricky, especially if you've never done it before. And so it's just an additional benefit that you have working with Orion, and you have someone that can communicate that to the company, and it's not something that you have to do. It's not like an awkward process or anything. It's really the recruiter and the account executive working on your behalf to get you what's going to work for you, but then also, of course, what's going to work for the company. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the good, that's the good part about it. And with us beforehand, we know the salary range. I mean, because we're a recruiter and we're not, you know, we know, hey, the candidate's looking for this range, this job is this range. Mm-hmm. So we could, you know, that that alleviates a lot. If you just go to indeed.com, you know, it doesn't always say this, this you know, this job pays 60k this job pays 45k you know working with a recruiter you will get that yeah I I actually find that a lot of times they don't advertise it and I know that that's kind of at the company's request because even things that we'll do externally with our marketing whether it's on a microsite that we host for a client um, sometimes they don't like us to include the pay which is understandable but um, talking to a recruiter one-on-one there's a lot more transparency so you'll know up front what the salary is yeah, and we have a long term. Um, with most of our clients, we have a long term uh, relationship with them. So I know, you know, I, I can give you a heads up like how it's going to go, how many days it's going to take, you know, for them to get it. So that that helps too. We have a, you know, the Lutron guys. I've known them for five years. You know, I can I can tell you what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Siemens. We, you know, that's one of our one of our biggest clients. And, you know, we can all, everyone at Orion can tell you what Siemens is looking for. Yeah, exactly. Definitely one of the benefits and something that sets us apart from the traditional headhunters and makes us more of a um, partner, consultant, um, you name it, just so different than just, hey, here's a job. Now you're on your own. Absolutely. And one of, one of the things I wanted to touch on too, which is, um, is it's kind of a, it's, hard to sell if you've never, if, if a candidate hasn't done it before is our hiring conference. So it's, you know, we do these big hiring conferences, 
you know, on the East Coast, Midwest, South, um, out in California, up in Seattle. And it's basically we bring, you know, 20 companies ish, you know, 20 to 40 companies, depending on, you know, the size of the conference and, you know, 40 to 60 veterans. And these are actual jobs. The, this is a way for the veteran to get interview prep on the first day, talk to the companies on the first day and hear a lot more about location, you know, the medical benefits and stuff like that. And kind of just, you just get the vibe from the companies, how they are. I've had candidates say, said I would never work for that. I, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to interview with them. I don't like them. And then after the HR manager or the plant manager gets up there and talks, they're like, I like that guy. I want to work. I put me in that lineup. Mm-hmm. And then the second, the, so th- then the second day of the hiring conference that we do is the actual 45 minute face-to-face interviews with someone that could hire you. Now, if you've never been to a hiring conference, it sounds so, uh, I mean, it's, it's just an odd concept to get. So I'm going to show up in a hotel. <laughs> I'm going to interview with four to seven companies that I, that I want to work for in a hotel room. And then you're going to call me the next day and tell me what they said about me. Like if you've ever job hunted, you you would never be able to get four interviews in one day. No, definitely not. That is the average. That's, that's the amount of interviews we try to do. Now I do, I have had a guy, I did have a guy drive from Grand Rapids, Michigan, all the way down to Detroit to interview for one job because he wanted it that bad. And he drove down, interviewed with Bell and Hal, drove back home, got the job. Yeah. So, so it's, it it is weird to have to sometimes drive farther, you know, stay, stay in a hotel yourself to get a job in your home, you know, where you live already, but it's just a way for these hiring managers and plant managers and um, companies to, you know, shrink down and, you know, speed up the process. They Mm -hmm. get 10 candidates in one day by the end at the, you know, by the next day they decided they, who they want to move on, who they want to hire or who they want to bring out to the factory or the job site to check it out. And it's just, it speeds up the long hiring process. And you have the valuable FaceTime with them because it is a little bit different. Of course, we're able to do flexible interview methods, whether it's our virtual platform or over the phone. But I think being face to face with them and having um, the type of conversation that you would have in person, you are a little bit more at ease than you would be if you were doing it over the phone or in a virtual setting. Oh, absolutely. And if your resume, you know, if your resume doesn't show um, all of your skill sets, because I've had I have a, a lot of electronics, you know, techs that in their, their, their hobby is building computers and, you know, networking and with, you know, and just, just everything computer is their hobby. Well, the hobbies don't always go on resumes, but when mm-hmm. you sit down with Siemens and Lutron, you get a chance to talk to them. But when you submitted, if you blindly submitted your resume, went to, you know, monster.com and submitted your resume to this company, they may, oh, well, he doesn't know anything about computers. He only knows electronics. So you may get passed over, but with this, we know, and you know, your resume is not speaking for you. We are, the recruiters are, the recruiters are saying, this guy's a fit. You need to give him 45 minutes of your time. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, that's a great argument in case for going to conference. I think that's good. And again, kind of showcases the difference between 
all of the interaction and impact that the Orion team has on a job seeker's transition and all throughout the interview process versus what you would get with a headhunter. Absolutely. And you don't, I mean, even, and it's the same is true when I send, you know, whenever I send you a job, send a candidate job description, you know, oh, well, you know, this job looks boring. But then when the, when the manager gets up and talks and said, oh, by the way, we sent a whole team to the Olympics last year Mm -hmm. to work, you know, and it's, you know, it's, it's like, wow, this is, you know, this is a good company or the company gets up and says, hey, we, you know, just like the military, we pay a hundred percent of your medical, you know. And, and so that's, I mean, I have a guy that that is the true reason why he's jo- looking for a new job is because his current company, which he loves, switched medical providers. So he's like, I, he's like, I want to, you know, send me every job that you, that's I'm a fit for, but please, you know, include who their, you know, mm-hmm. who their medical provider is, which that is something we can get ahead of time. Exactly. Well, good. So that wraps up all of the questions that we received. But is there anything else that you want to say to job seekers that are beginning their transition or anything to address any of the other questions that you hear a lot as a recruiter? No, I mean, don't don't doubt yourself when you when you apply for a job or when you use a recruiter. Um, A lot a lot of times military members have, you know, have more to offer than they think they do. I mean, I've talked to guys, well, I only did, you know, I was only this for so many years, you know, it, it, you know, that's, that's the thing interview. If, if someone says, Hey, you should interview for this job, you should interview for the job because no one wants to waste anybody's time doing an interview. And, um, like, like I said, that, that's the main thing I'm at my job at Orion because I was, I was, you know, ready to go out on a limb and interview for this job. I, I didn't think I wasn't sure I was a fit. I didn't I had a you know, I had military background, yes, but I, I had no experience in recruiting. And mm-hmm. so that that's the thing. But they saw something in me, they heard something in me with my phone call. So I think that's the main thing. Don't you know, don't turn down an interview. It, you know, I think that's great advice. It could change your life. Like my my life got changed working for Orion. Yeah, that's great advice, Carrie. Well, I think that wraps everything up. So if you have any questions for me or Carrie or just about the podcast in general, send us an email at podcast at orioninternational.com. Carrie, thanks a lot for the time today. I'm sure we'll be sitting down to chat again soon. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Thanks. Bye.